Assalamu alaikum. Welcome to Ikna Sisters Monthly Mindful Moments. Today's topic is women's empowerment and Western feminism. We are going to look at what the concept of women's empowerment is and the Western perspective of feminism, how it became, where is it now, and what Islam says about it all. Women's empowerment is defined by the UN Commission on the Status of Women as the process by which women gain power and control over their own lives and acquire the ability to make strategic choices. So when we're throwing around the word empowered, I want to feel empowered. Are Muslim women empowered or oppressed? We have to understand what is the bottom line question that we are asking. The definition tells us, basically, do women have power and control over their own lives? Now, where did this all begin? It was the women's liberation movement. It started with World War I, when all the men had to go to war, leaving behind the women to fill in their roles. Women were able to work and sustain an entire country while the men were off to war. With them at work, they ended up creating efficiencies such as daycares and other resources to make working women possible. Now, when the men came back from war, as heroes, as warriors, the women were then unrecognized and they were forced to go back into their homes and not appreciated for their efforts for running the country. And when they also went back to uh, home, they, the facilities that they provided, such as daycares and such, were then also taken away. So they felt like they didn't have a voice. Now, mind you, this is also the time when they didn't have the right to vote. They didn't have access to the inheritance unless they were married. Uh, they were viewed as properties. Men took care of her wealth. So this liberation group came about and helped achieve the women receive their rights as individuals during this time period. Now, with any groups, the women's liberation group also got activated and deactivated depending on what issues were at forth. And they made immense progress. However, each time women felt like they did not have a voice and they, they did not feel like they were equal. Now, that's exactly where the problem lies. Their standard for a free, liberated person or individual was a man. Meaning, for a woman to be empowered, free, and have a voice, she needed to be a man. That was their standard. That was their comparison. So in the beginning, these women would make themselves to be like men, to have a voice, to show that they were equal, whether that was in the way that they dressed, the fact that they drank and smoke, the fact that they were going into different places where only men were allowed, the fact that they wanted to work, right? We can do what men can do. That was their motto without even realizing it. But in Islam, that is not the case. In Islam, we are equal and we are different. A woman cannot be equal to a man and a man cannot be equal to a, a woman. But that doesn't mean that we are inferior to one another, another. We are valuable within our own genders. And that's what makes Islam so different. Islam and women's empowerment, the way it goes hand in hand, is that Islam is the greatest liberation movement of all time. When Islam was introduced to the world, it changed everything. And we're going to actually go back to the creation of humanity, Surah Baqarah, verse number 30. And mention, O Muhammad, when your Lord said to the angels, Indeed, I will make upon an earth a successive authority, a khalifa. 
And right after this ayah, it ended up going into how Adam السلام, was created, how Hawa السلام, was created, right? They went hand in hand. Now, unfortunately, because of the Judeo Christianity perspective that is embedded to how we view things, they say that her creation was to comfort Adam السلام, yet that was not just her purpose. Her purpose was not to serve Adam السلام, but rather to serve Allah. They were created as companions to each other. Both together, they were worshipping and promoting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his true deen on earth. It was their rank and honor in the sight of uh, Allah is equal. One is not above the other and it is not based off of race and gender. Allah honors women in the Quran. There is no other book in which there is a chapter called women in it, Surah Nisa. And in this surah, it says to kick care of women and to honor them and to treat them right. It has the rights of women explicitly laid down that you should definitely study. And as we mentioned before, Islam was the largest liberation uh, movement for women. How so? In this very surah, Surah Nisa, we talk about inheritance, something that people were fighting over in the Western society so recently. And yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala already had made it very clear as to what do women inherit. And then the concept of equal pay for equal work. We have a narrative, a hadith, um, that Um Salama, her journey of hijrah, it was said in the Quran, for those who did migration and lost everything, they will be rewarded for it in this world and hereafter. In which Um Salama spoke up and said, what about the women who migrated? Because it was specifically for men. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the verses and he included uh, the word mu'minatun, women, to include women as well. We get equal reward for the same amount of work. We don't have to fight for it. We don't have to prove anything. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has already laid it out for us. And in Juz 28, uh, Surah Majadala, verse number one, it's loosely translated as a complaint of a woman, but it's not necessarily a complaint, but a woman um, pouring her heart out. In, in short terms, her husband actually um, said something to her and she was very offended. And this verse came down in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reprimands men who put their women down by words. Right? And what do they have to do? They have to fast. They have to free the slave. They have to give money. This is Allah protecting women, empowering them, honoring them. And there's various more hadith and Quranic ayahs where we can connect this to. Fortunately, we are short for time. So what I want to remind you all is that we are influenced by this Western movement, my life, etc., etc. We have to make sure that we do not dilute our honor that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave with the lowly rights of the Western movement. Once we understand what Islam gives us and accept it, understand that that is our place of honor, right? Then we don't have to be defensive all the time, whether that's because what would society say or what how women are supposed to be we are comfortable with the rights that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us people outside are not going to understand the beauty of it and where it comes from jazakallah khair assalamu alaikum